Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Cap and Cork Beer, Wine, and Spirits, with 15 locations in Fort Wayne and New Haven. In good spirits, in good company. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. This is Kyle Hyman here in Plymouth, Indiana with Father Craig Borchard trying some different beers. We've tried a banana bread, a double IPA, a regular IPA, and now this is like the uh, the fireworks grand finale. Yeah, I've never had a beer like this before. This should be good. It's a pecan nut brown ale. So uh-huh. I don't have brown ales too often, but with the pecans flavoring, it should be really tasty. It's from Lazy Magnolia, Mississippi's oldest brewery. Sounds sweet. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be like a, I'm expecting the pecan pie. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It should be good. All right. It says uh, 43 degrees Fahrenheit. How do you think we're doing here? It'll take a little time. Uh, Let's see here. There's yours. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that's good. Oh, it's sweet. It is sweet. The finish is sweet. Yeah. When it finishes there. Yeah, it's nice and sweet. Again, not as syrupy as I was expecting. No. Well, that's That's tasty. Yeah. As it warms up, I bet you the pecans will come out a little bit more. I see. You're you're all about (laughs) let it warm up and open up and all Especially those darker beers. Yeah. Yeah. They're better. Well, think of Guinness. They don't serve Guinness cold. If you go to Ireland or whatever, Guinness is best served at room temperature. It's delicious at room temperature. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. All right. So, Father Craig, you mentioned the Theology of the Body Institute. Yes. What first led you there? What made you decide, hey, I want to... I want to head out to Pennsylvania. Yes. I think I was a freshman or a sophomore in college. My friend invited me to go to a a talk by Christopher West Mm -hmm. down in, I believe it was the Indianapolis area. Yes. And I went to this talk and I had never heard the church's teachings on sexuality articulated the way that this man was articulating them. I had been taught the teachings, right, kind of as a moral law, which they are, mm-hmm. you know, to be followed. And that is one way to teach, you know, sexuality. It's it's moral laws of the Lord, which they are, of course. Mm-hmm. But Christopher, you know, taught about, you know, the church's teachings surrounding sexuality and different issues. He taught it in a different way. It was this joy-filled thing, um, this amazing gift, mm-hmm. you know, and that it wasn't so much about saying no to behaviors X, Y, and Z. It was mm-hmm. more about saying yes to the fullness of what God has given us through this gift of sexuality and really talking more about how awesome marriage is and the beauty of, uh, you know, of sex, both as a noun and as a verb, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. it's, most people just think of it as a verb, <laughs> but right. it's also a noun. <laughs> right. And so he talked a lot about what it means to be male and female created in the image and likeness of God. And it was this kind of like a different approach. It was this more almost positive in a way, you know, morality we often teach rightly so is kind of a negative, right? Don't do this. Don't do that. And again, there's something good there and that has to be taught that way at times. But I think for our modern world, People are hungry for something authentic. The way the world approaches all of this leads people down a horrible path of just 
emptiness. And my favorite, I, I, you can watch any, pretty much any program about like romantic comedy or whatever. It's always the same story. <laughs> Two people hop into bed with each other and then they're miserable. Right. Pretty much the same story, right? They hop into bed with each other and then they're miserable. The woman doesn't trust the man, whatever, right? And they don't know if the other one's really going to stay with them and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's funny to me that even the culture acknowledges that this whole approach of sex first, marriage second doesn't work. The culture even acknowledges it. I mean, mm. so much of our drama in our movies and our entertainment is centered around that. So Steve Jagla pointed out who works for the Women's Care Center. Right. He pointed something out to me about two songs, one by um, Pitbull and one by <laughs> Rihanna. Yeah, so the one by Pitbull is called Just Tonight. Uh-huh. And the one by Rihanna is called Stay. Okay. These songs were written, I assume, separately and everything. The Pitbull song is pretty vile. I mean, it's just, it's basically, I'll give you tonight, but not tomorrow. Right. Basically, you know, so it's it's pretty sick in a way. <laughs> um, right. It's just lust and, you know, no commitment, you know, just tonight, mm-hmm. but not tomorrow. Yeah. That's essentially the message of the song, more or less. And then there's this Rihanna song called Stay. Mm-hmm. And it's this cry of the woman's heart. Stay, don't leave. And he pointed out to me that these two songs are like absolute like contraries. They totally like are the opposite ends of a spectrum. And I've always used that. And when I teach theology of the body now, I'm already, these references are already getting data. These songs are probably already 10 years old almost at this point, but it's a beautiful representation of where the culture is and, and just how messed up things are out there. So the theology of the body in a way, almost on the Rihanna side here is, is presenting something, an ideal to strive for and something that's so beautiful, something that actually fills you and gives you life and happiness as opposed to this emptiness that the culture often, not always, but often brings when it approaches these issues. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I was blown away by this presentation when I was young and, and a young college student, started studying this theology of the body and started to learn, oh my goodness, there's a reason the church teaches against contraception. There's a reason why the church teaches against, you know, homosexual marriage, or there's this beautiful, you know, pathway forward for people who struggle with different issues of sexual identity that involves, you know, an acceptance of who they really are as created male and female in the image and likeness of God, et cetera. You can go down all the issues, yeah. you know, all the issues. And I started learning, wow, there's a whole intellectual tradition behind these teachings. You know, I always thought it was just the church saying no, Right. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I learned that's not even, that's not at all how the church approaches. The church has this beautiful, again, is trying to really express Christ's love. So four words can explain all of the church's teachings on human sexuality. Four. Four, four words. words. Free, okay. total, faithful, fruitful. Uh-huh. Free, total, faithful, fruitful. If the act that you're considering is free, total, faithful, fruitful, then you're in good shape. If it doesn't apply to any one of those categories, it's bad, bad news bears. Okay. Pick an issue, any of them. Contraception. Okay. Uh So you have to ask, well, before we get there, you have to ask, okay, is this act of love, is it free? Right. If someone's forcing you, obviously that's not free. Pressure. Okay. That's bad. Right. Total. Am I giving all of myself or only part of myself? Mm -hmm. Okay. Faithful. Is this expressing the vows that I made in marriage? Right. Is it faithful to my spouse? And then finally fruitful or at least fruitful in nature mm-hmm. um, but at least am i respecting fruitfulness yeah or, or am i doing something to prevent fruitfulness so contraception it may be free both parties may consent to it okay but is it total nope mm-hmm. i'm not giving all of myself i'm giving 
almost all of myself, but I'm reserving my fertility. Right. And then fruitful, of course, I've actually made a specific decision to render the act infertile. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not fruitful. Okay. It fails in two of the four categories. So yeah. then it's, it's no good. Right. So all of the church's teachings on sexuality can pretty much be summed up by those four words. Is this act an expression of free, total, faithful, and fruitful life-giving love? Mm -hmm. And why are those the four words? Because that's the way Jesus loved us. That's the way God loves us. Look to the scriptures, right? Jesus, right? He says, I lay it down of my own accord, my life. He says, I'm freely giving my life, Mm -hmm. okay? Total, I always say, it's not just an arm and a leg up on the cross, right? It's his whole body. It's all of him. He gives all of himself, free, total, Okay, faithful. Behold, I will be with you to the end of the age. Okay, so it's faithful. Jesus promises that he'll be with us until the end of time. Of course, the Lord's love for us is fruitful. Just look at the church, 2,000 years, saints and the faithful and, and all of the good works and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the way God loved us and loves us. So we are called to imitate as best as we can God's love. Mm-hmm. So again, the church did not pick that out of thin air because we are called to try our best to express, to love the way that God loves, which by the way is a preparation for heaven because that's the way they love in heaven. So living out healthy, good, faith-filled sexuality now is actually a rehearsal for heaven. Yeah. And am I ready for heaven or not? Am I ready to love the way they love in heaven? And hey, none of us are perfect. We all fail in different ways in these areas. I always like to say that the church is not singling anybody out. This standard is applied to everybody. Whether or not you are married with several kids, you're a young couple before marriage, you're celibate as a religious or a priest, you struggle with same-sex attraction, wherever you're coming from, the same standard is applied to everybody. That same standard, free, total, faithful, fruitful. That was one of the things I learned at my time in the Institute. And I use that when I teach um, at my parish and in other places about theology of the body. So we do a theology of the body Thursday every week. Cindy Black breaks down yes. a piece of theology. Of the body great. <laughs> so people can find it at kyleheiman.com if you want to learn more. But what resource or resources would you recommend for somebody that's like, oh, this is the first time I ever heard something like this. I want to learn more like a book, a video, audio. Sure. I'm a huge fan of Christopher West. He has been so good to me and a wonderful so he's got some great books, Theology of the Body for Beginners, mm-hmm. which I think he's in like the fourth edition now, maybe. There's a third or a fourth edition now of it. Theology of the Body for Beginners by Christopher West. It kind of goes through TOB from cover to cover, but just in a short, pretty concise book. There's another book he has called Good News About Sex and Marriage, mm-hmm. which was the first book that I was exposed to with TOB. That's all questions and answers. That more deals with like controversial issues. So there's a chapter on you know, contraception, on in vitro fertilization, on homosexuality, celibacy, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, Q&A, what to do before marriage, how do I date well, those sorts of questions. So that's a good book. Any of his books would be solid. Anything by Jason Everett Mm -hmm. is, and Kristalina, I think, is his Mm -hmm. wife, um, would be great. They've got good resources for more teens, really great resources there. Really anything from Ascension Press. I mean, there's lots more great ones out there. Um, Oh, boy. I'm thinking of other good talks. Even just... YouTube videos of Christopher West. Yeah, all kinds or, of great or, content um, there and too. then of course, Father Mike Schmitz has actually a lot of good materials yeah. surrounding the theology of the body. So there's lots of good Father Mike Schmitz videos on TOB. And then other speakers, you know, Chris Stefanik has, I don't know if he has particularly TOB videos, but all of his videos really hit that identity question. What does mm-hmm. it mean to be man? What does it mean to be woman? 
what does it mean to be a beloved son and a beloved daughter? Mm-hmm. So the fundamental error of our culture is to reduce people to just their sexual preference. That's not who you are. Who you are, beloved son, beloved daughter right. of the father. That's who you are. That's your fundamental identity. All that other stuff is part of who you are, right? It's connected to your journey, but it's not the end of the day who you are, mm-hmm. right? So I think that the labels gained straight are not very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of skew the issue a little bit. We want to say we are beloved children of God the Father, and that's our identity. And then we can go from there and start looking at, okay, what are the particular crosses that I carry or what are the particular gifts that I have or weaknesses that I have? So yes, uh, TOB is beautiful and it's such a gift. I, I firmly believe it was the Holy Spirit working through Pope John Paul II and we're still unpacking it. We're mm-hmm. still unpacking. It's a thick book. Yeah. If you've, it's very thick and uh, it's beautiful stuff though. I'm very grateful to have had my time at the Institute and I use it all the time. Um, confessional, um, school, mm-hmm. religious ed, teenagers, I mean, just everywhere. Um, and if you compare that with Thomas Aquinas, you're in really good shape. Because <laughs> the his, I mean, all of his work in the Summa on the virtues, and you, you, you compare this beautiful kind of ideal with, okay, now how do I actually live this life of virtue? And you got a really big Catholic powerhouse on your hands. So um, it's a beautiful, deep well that we have to to draw from in our Catholic faith. It's yeah. so awesome. Well, Father Craig Borchard, this has been a delight. And I wish, I wish we could do four more, but we're going to have to to wrap this one up. Uh, what do you give the fourth and final, the Southern, what was it? Southern Pecan? Yeah, I'm going to rate this just below. I'm going to give it a 7.49. I'm going to rate it just oh, below the yeah. banana. Okay. Because the banana was my favorite. Banana so bread. I want to give the banana bread the number one spot here. All right. Um, but this is good stuff. Yeah. So thank All you right. for the opportunity. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs>